Okay, good morning, everyone. Today's share should be your full shalom of Chayas Tatiel Basar Tzipor, Chaim Levin Oriel, Itan Moshe Chaim Ben Esther, Avram Zelagun Tzibor, Min Sivi Baslon Hadar, and for a Ilan Nishamal, for Kamya Tarez, and Sivi Panya, Sonia Basmirov, and Shemachaim Ben Gita Rifka. Okay, good morning, everyone. We are on the middle of Vav Amad Aleph. We are uh, right in the middle of the narrow, the narrow column. Starting with Taninya Abba bin Yom and Omer. We just had started that last week, so we'll pick off from there, pick up from there. And the Gemara says, um, the first one line is Tanya Abba bin Yom and Omer. So we started this last week, we'll pick up now. It says, Ain't Tfila shall Adam Nishmas El Vesakneses. The Tfila of, uh, of B'nai Israel is listened to, is heard much more acutely from Akadosh Baruch Hu in the setting of a Vesakneses in the Shul Shanamar Shemar Larina Latfina. Pasuk says to hear the rina, the singing, and the tefillah. But makam rina, in a place where people give tishpachos and shiros to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that's where you should sham sheit sham to hate tefillah. That's where we should daven. Amar Avin Bar Rav Ada Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Minayin Shalakadosh Baruch Hu Matzav Yisakaneses. Where do we know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is found within the confines of Yeshua Shenemar Elokim Nitzav Baadas Kel? Hakadosh Baruch Hu stands in the assembly of the divine. Uminayin laAsara Shemispal and Sheshchin Amar. Where do I know? That if ten people are davening together, Hashem's shechina, Hashra shechina is there. Hashem's presence is there. Shenemar, the same pasuk. stands in the assembly of the divine. We're going to make a few statements before. This is going to be very halacha based. The next few days. Right. So, but this is not necessarily. This actually just says that it's a minion of ten. It could even be outside. It, could be, it doesn't have to be in the Knesset. This is just a a, a presence of ten. But we're going to see. We're gonna, we're gonna, if you don't have a minion in the basic Knesset, anyway. Correct. So it's still, if you have a minion at home or a minion in Shul, it's still better to go to Shul. If you have a minion at home and Yechidus in Shul, it's better to daven with a minion. But all things being equal, it's still better to go to Shul. Even if you're daven with Yechidus and you miss minion, daven, you should go to Shul to daven. It's still much better if you go to Shul to daven than daven in your house. Where do we know that if three people, three dayanim, are going to head, are sitting down and adjudicating a a, a din Torah, that there's hashra shechina with them? Shneimar b'kerev Elohim. This is the uh, this is the uh, non kadosh use of the word Elohim in the presence of judges. Yishvot the kadosh baruch will judge. And Rashi points out in the beginning of Sanhedrin Dav Gimel that Elohim here means three regular judges. It's interesting, by the way, it doesn't say that if... A bezdin, a regular bezdin. But not one judge. Says the Me'iri, the reason why... Of course, come in. The reason why one judge doesn't have the same shechina is because it's not as likely that it's going to get to the right verdict. When you have three uh, dayanim, you're most likely going to hear two sides to the case. You're going to hear the side to be mezaka and the side to be mechaev in order to exonerate the person and to implicate the person. And the third person will be the machriyev. The third person will say either you're right or you're right. So that's why you're much more likely to get din la miso, to get the correct verdict if you have three dayanim. If you have one dayan, it's not so much, because whatever person, that, whatever side he's biased to, most likely that will, that will impact and that will make him biased towards his verdict. So therefore, specifically when you have three, we, are, we say that the ashra shechina... Right. So, so there are certain cases where you have a dayan mumcha. We say by dinim moments you have a dayan mumcha. By taras nadarim, we still for us we still require three. That's what we do. Our Hashanah, but yeah. 
So how do we know that even when two people, Sheyoshvin Vaoskin Batorah, that are sitting and learning in Torah, having a Chavrusa, Sheshchina Imam, that the Shechina rests um, with those two, Shneemar, as Nidbru Yireshem, when the Yireshem, when the people of Fair Shem are speaking, Ish El Reyeu, Shruvain to Shimon, meaning the two people, Bayak Sheva Hashem, Kodesh Baruch Hu listened. So it shows that even when two people are learning together, there's a Shechina there. <coughs> But the end of the pasuk, this is very interesting. The pasuk actually continues and reads, "Shmo." It says, "The Kosh writes it down in Sifrei Zikari, writes it down in the Book of Remembrance, Shmo, to those who take His name into consideration." Listen to this. This is an amazing statement. What is the end of that pasuk that Aznidbaru referring to when it says, "Those who take His name into consideration"? Amar of Ashi Chashav Adam Lasos Mitzvah. Listen closely. A person had the intention, he had the plan, he thought he's going to go ahead and perform a mitzvah, Vinetanas, and something came up against his will, meaning beyond his control, and he was unable to perform the mitzvah, Viloasa, and as a result of that, all of a sudden that obstacle that came in his way, he was not able to complete the mitzvah, Ma'alelava Kasuf, at Ki'iloasa. It says, if you went ahead and did the mitzvah, you get the you get the schar. What do we care that he was thinking about it? Says the Gemara in the name of Ravashi that he thought that he was going to do the mitzvah. He gets schar for that mitzvah. Now, let's just stop for a second. What we know in general, there are two different types of mitzvahs. There are mitzvahs ben adam lamakom and ben adam lachavero. In general, we have two broad categories of mitzvahs. So one's that between man and one between directly between hakadosh baruch and mankind. What are the differences between those? So there are about nine or ten practical differences. Just to name a few before we get to this one, is the concept of how do we do tshuva? How do we achieve kapara if we went ahead and did avera? So the Rambam says, if you went ahead and did an avera directly to Baruch Hu, you ate treif, you have to go ahead and speak to Baruch Hu and he'll be mechaper. You'll get tshuva. But when it comes to something that you wronged a fellow person, the Rambam says, you don't actually achieve kapara until you go ahead and appease the friend whom you offended, who you did the Avera to. So that's a very big practical difference. Yom Kippur is mechaper, but if you want to go ahead and get kapara for something you did to your friend, you have to go ahead and appease him first. Another difference is whether you have a brachos or not. The Rambam says we typically don't make any brachos on beidonam lechaveiro. If I go ahead and I attend the chasana, or I give, I attend the levaya, I do biker cholim, nicham avelim, we don't make a bracha. But beidonam lemakom, we make a bracha. <clears throat> a very another important practical difference, the Gemara in Bar says that we know there's a mitzvah of hashavas aveda. However, if we, there's a certain cases, we say, if you have an elderly person or a tamachacham, let's say Ray Goldberg is walking and he finds a, a ring in a pile of mud. Does Ray Goldberg have to get on his knees and, and get all bashmutz to go ahead and pick up the ring? No. The Gemara says, or it's not becoming of such a tamachacham or an elderly person to go ahead and bashmutz himself for the mitzvah, he's potter. So we say Kavod Abrios will override certain mitzvahs ben Adam lachavero. The same Gemara we're going to get to later on Brachos Daf Yud Tes coming attractions discussing if you see someone who's in a marketplace in a public place and all of a sudden he knows that he's wearing shatnis poshtafila bashuk he has to get undressed even if he's not going to be fully clothed in the in the marketplace in a public place because it says ben Makom sheshchil Hashem in Cholkin Kavod the Rav the Gemara says in a place where there's we don't observe Kavod Abrios. So that's another practical difference. Kavod Abrios will override certain 
mitzvos bein adam lechaveiro. For example, getting down and dirty for hashavas aveda. But when it comes to kavod abrios by kadosh baruch Hu, meaning if we're going to offend the kadosh baruch Hu by doing shatnis, you get undressed even in the marketplace. So how does this relate to us? So we just said that if a person has, a, has intentions to do a mitzvah, but for whatever reason is unable to do it, something beyond his control gets in the way, Rashi says he still gets schar for that mitzvah. So <clears throat> there are certain mitzvahs in general that are result-oriented and others that are action-oriented. A classic example, the Beis HaLevi discusses all karbanos, we have a concept that they have to be consumed. All karbanos have to be consumed either on the mizbech or, they have to, or partially eaten by kohanim or by the owners, whatever it is. There's a <clears throat> the mitzvah is that the carbon is completely consumed. That's result-oriented. We don't care how. You could have five million kohanim, if there were five million kohanim, each come and be mishtatev, participate in eating, and each one will eat a morsel of food. As opposed to there's one carbon, only one carbon, that we actually have to have, a, we have a tzivoy to go ahead and eat it. And that is carbon pesach. Carbon pesach, <clears throat> it's the action-oriented. It's not that it has to be consumed. It, the the base Levi says that's the only carbon that we actually have to eat. Therefore, you cannot appoint more people than the, so that each person won't have a kazais. In other words, since the act is of eating, we know we define an act by eating a kazais. So there, in that case, you can't have five million people appointed the carbon pesach to the chabura because it won't be defined as an act of eating if each one gets a morsel of food. As opposed to all other kabanos, it has to be consumed. That's the result-oriented. <laughs> as opposed to the Karm Pesach, which is action-oriented, the Maisa Achila. Although you don't consume the whole thing by eating it, then you still have to consume it on the, uh, you have to burn it. On the fire, right? It has to be consumed. Right, we don't care necessarily how it's consumed. I mean, we do. Oh, an Ola is completely burnt. <clears throat> but the bottom line is, there has to be nothing left. Otherwise, you get into Nosa, which we discussed in, in Marcos. Let's say, Lava Nitek where they get Marcos and so on and so forth. In any event, how do we define Mos Ben Adam Lechavero? If I go, is it result-oriented or action-oriented? So Ben Adam Lechavero is all result-oriented. I went ahead and I was Menachem Avelim. I was Mavakar Cholim. It's the result that, <clears throat> right, I achieved. I made the, the Avel feel better. I took care of the physical needs of the of the chole. When it comes to Kaddish Baruch I'm shaking a lulav. A lulav doesn't make me a better person per se. There was no result, right? There's no result that actually came out of it. Other than did a Kaddish Baruch request. It's the act of doing the of shaking the dalanim, of shaking the dalaminim. So he says says the Rav Yosef Engel when it comes to this what we just said by case of anus. If something was done, I wanted to do something, but I wasn't able to, he says that only makes sense. Anus Rachman Apatre is a very famous concept that the Torah um, potters you if you were an Anus, something was beyond your control, only makes sense in the context of Ben Adam If I wanted to blow shofar, but I wasn't able to, so my intentions were good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't necessarily need me to blow the shofar. He wants me to follow his advice. He wants me to follow his mitzvahs. So when I go ahead and put myself out there to buy dal and I shake it, but something came in the way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu understands, Anas Rachman Apatre. <clears throat> but if I don't do Bikr Cholim, did I impact the Chola at all? That's result-oriented. That Anas Rachman Apatre doesn't even make sense by Ben Adam Lechavero. If I steal something from somebody, and all of a sudden... I'm in the ICU, Rahman Slan, for, for two months. Is anyone going to say when I come out of the ICU that I don't have to repay my debt to the person I stole from? Anas Rahman Apatre, the concept that the Torah 
patas you, exempts you in a case where you had something beyond your control and didn't allow you to complete the mitzvah only makes sense in the context of Ben Adun Lamakom. You wanted to go ahead and blow shofar, shake the aluminium, something got in your way, Akash Baruch will say, Ki'ilu Asa, I'll give you the brownie points you scored, you did the mitzvah. When it comes to Ben Adam L'chaveiro, no one's going to say, if I stole from you, or if I borrowed money from you, I can't pay it back, because I, I, I'm, I'm destitute, I can't pay it back. Does that mean the Torah gives you the, the credit for the bottom line is, you didn't make the person whole. You can't get credit for something when it comes to Ben Adon Chavero. So that's a very important nafkamina when it comes to Ben Adon Chavero. Ben Adon when it relies to Anas Rachman Apatre, which, which is what basically the Mar is saying. You get credit for something if you have the mindset to do it. And by the way, thankfully, we don't say the Gemara Kedushin Daf Mem says, Machshava Tova Metzar for the Maisa. We say we give you credit if you had intention to do a good act, but Machshava Ra, Lo Metzar for the Maisa. Thankfully, if you intended to do something bad, and you didn't get it done, we don't count that against you. I understand. Uh, you just give me one second. Just, uh, just a moment. Yeah, Eddie. So if you're going to do Bikacholim, and you go in for whatever reason, the patient is out of it, or taken down to radiology, you don't get credit for the mitzvah? So, okay, <clears throat> so the Ramban, in his Sefer Ramas Rachel, has four requirements for Bikacholim. One of them happens to be taking care of the, of the needy. The other one is making him happy. third one is davening for him. So you, you should always daven for the cholim. I think this is the fourth. I'm not sure. But I, if I remember correctly, the fourth is also, if you go to a patient, I, when I was a, a college, I was in YU, to make money on the weekends, I used to work in Daughters of Israel, which was a chaplain, which I was a chaplain for, for Minyan <coughs> in an uh, uh, Orthodox all-age home. Rahman there's so many people there who are never visited. But the ones who were visited regularly got better care. So when you go to that patient and you, you, know, and you ask the nurse, is Mr... Is Ruvain here? She says in radiology, she already knows that there's someone looking after this kid, this patient. I have to give him better care. So you may fulfill that aspect. Does that make sense? In other words, so, line, you see people in old age homes all the time who are neglected by their families who don't have anyone to come. The care that they receive is probably not as good as the ones who are, have regular visitors because there's some accountability then. So you might still fulfill something. It's an interesting question. Ramosha says you, if you, have, you fulfill it over the phone, we say you do fulfill some aspects even over a Zoom call or, or a phone call because you're still making the, the chola better even though you might not be able to take care of his physical needs over the phone. There, yeah. are, the, there are mitzvahs in other makam that, that are result-oriented. I mean, there are, there are. There are, there are. I mean, it, 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 is Maka it's, it's not so but Maka has been on the Chavera versus but, but, <clears throat> but 100% there are some that aren't correct are some that are but the ones that so without getting too much into this because it's a whole chair Bris, by the way, is just pushed off to the next day. But let's take an example. Let's say you have two brothers who are hemophiliacs and they both die from bris. The third child is exempt from bris mila, machmas echav, mesu machmas echav. He's potter. The question is, can he partake now of the carbon pesach? So in Ara, we say, v'chol Ara layochavos, machlokas rashi tosvos. But, so what you're saying is that there's a tzad to say, I think, I think it's in the machlokas, I think tosvos says, if I remember correctly, you can eat. It could be Rashi, I don't remember. The Machlokas who says what? But he's not, if, because he's exempt, he doesn't have the status of an RL. Meaning you're only an RL if you have to do Mila. 
If you're exempt from Mila because your two brothers died from hemophilia, they couldn't clot, and therefore they died, the third one is potter, he's exempt. So exempt doesn't mean that he should have done it, but he can't. It means he doesn't have to. It's as if he's not an Arl anymore. So there are certain, but Mila is a challenging one because you have the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Machlokas Rambam Ravid, if you die, only if you die in Arl, says the Rambam, you get Kares. The Ravid says every single day after the eighth day, you get Kares. You said that um, the difference between is that is always result-oriented. Almost always result-oriented, And, yeah. and you, can't, you can't say... You, you, you have to actually do the activity to get the result. The classic case of Osik B'mitzvah, Patim and Mitzvah is two cases of Beinad Machavero, giving food to a poor guy and giving charity to a poor guy. They're both, they're, so that's the classic case. Okay. According to you, you should never be exempt. You should, you should have to do both somehow. No, the case also is, is not. The case is, well, Gamar, we're going to get to that. Gamar, we just, we just did this Friday. Yeah, I know. That's, that's not the classic case of Osik Mitzvah, but it's the case in the Gamar discusses. I said, I don't, I, don't have when, to give, I don't have to give charity because I'm feeding the poor. I don't have to. Talking about Prut Rav Yosef. Whatever it is. So if you're watching an object for someone else, right, so, what, so why. Both of them are Ben Adam Machavero. Okay, so, so how does that prove? Because according to you, you should have to do both of them somehow. You should not be Potter. Because no, they're both Ben Adam they both. Both I have to end up with that result. No, I'm, so the question is, exempt. so Osik Mitzvah, Pater Mitzvah, doesn't mean that you're exempt or that there's no Chiyuv doesn't even set in. There, there's a concept that Osik Mitzvah, Pater Mitzvah, that Chiyuv doesn't even set in while I'm involved in other mitzvah. It's not that I'm exempt, it's that it, the, the Chiyuv doesn't even set in. The Chiyuv doesn't set in. I mean, theoretically, we could be doing mitzvahs all day long for other people. At some point, you, you, you can't. Otherwise, you won't, you won't progress in life. So you can't always be involved in Osik in Bein Adam Chavero. With that being said, the question of Osik Mitzvah, Pater Mitzvah, the case of Shaluch Mitzvah, when you're doing, uh, talking about sukkah, but we'll get to it afterwards, but it's, it's not exactly the same. I, I want to discuss it further. It's not, okay. it's not exactly the same thing. Okay. <clears throat> now, so that's the concept of, of, Osik, of, uh, Osik, of, um, of Anas Rachman Apatre. Okay, one other uh, interesting concept here, <clears throat> and that is, we dis- we're discussing now, we discussed about 10 people. Uh, we said, how do we know that the Shechina rests when we have 10 people. So these are too many great topics to discuss, Allah said, just to, to gloss over them. So what is the source for a minion and w- how does that impact on us regularly? So we know when Yaakov's 10 sons came down to Mitzrayim, they're referred for the first time as B'nai Yisrael. The Pasuk says in, let me just pull it up. The Pasuk says in Miketz, it says, Vayavo b'nei Yisrael, when the ten brothers left Binyamin behind, so the ten brothers are, Vayavo b'nei Yisrael, they came to get their food ration amongst Biso Chabaim, amongst those other people who came down to Mitzrayim, because they had obviously a surplus, because there was a famine in the land of Eretz Canaan. So, <clears throat> it says also the word Biso, amongst b'nei Yisrael, and later on it says, in Vayikra, it says, Vlo sechalu Hashem kadshi, don't go ahead and profane my name, says Gosh Baruch Hu, I will become sanctified. Besoch, B'nei Yisrael, the same word, Besoch, amongst B'nei Yisrael. Ani Hashem Mekadosh Chem. The Yushalmi from here learns out that when can you go ahead and be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim? When you only Besoch, only when you have 10 people. Again, when Ache Yosef came down and said the word Besoch, we know there were 10. 12 Shvatim, Yosef was already there, and Binyamin was home. That leaves 10 people. He uses the word Besoch, and it says, V'nekdashti Besoch b'nei Yisrael, Don't go ahead and, and profane my name, V'nekdashti, I'll become sanctified, Besoch. 
So the Gemara Yishami says that's the makkah for Dvam Shabakdusha, certain things, Barcha, Kedusha, Kriya we could only do in the presence of ten. Question is, can we ever count a katan, someone who's not bar mitzvah, in the minion of ten? Are we able to go ahead and ever? So the Gemara and Brachos we can get to later on, Daf Mem Zayin, which will be months from now. So we'll bring it up now. The discuss is that the concept, or at least has a havimina, that you can count a katan as part of the ten, but halachically it's not accepted. In fact, Rabbeinu Tam says says you can count ten because nowhere does it say in this pasuk besoch that you have to be bar mitzvah. It just says amongst Bnei Yisrael. They came down amongst Bnei, uh, other people who were coming down. Right? When Achei Yosef came down, they came down with other people who were coming down. Those who were coming down. At that time, maybe you had younger kids that were coming down. You know, they sent them to the market. Here, here's, here's 10, uh, whatever they were, not uh, shekel, but whatever they're giving. At those times, go to Yosef and go get some food and bring back some milk and, and, and eggs. So it's possible that you even have him. So Rabbeinu Tam says you can count the katan, but he never relied on this lahalacha. The Ra'avan says it can't be that you can count 10-year-olds. Ten, ten Why? Because who? The Pasuk was learned from Achei Yosef. All of them, we know Yosef already was a man. And all of them are older than Yosef. So they must have all been bar mitzvah. So there's no way that you can count a, a cotton for bar mitzvah. And the Rambam passes like this as well. And in fact, the Shulchan Aruch says we should not, obviously, like we do. The Shulchan Aruch says you can never allow cotton. It's interesting, though, the Ramah says there are times in the Shas HaTchak, we'll see where Moshe defines the Shas HaTchak, in certain times of emergencies, you can count on a katan, assuming that he's holding a chumash. If he's grasping a chumash, you can sometimes count the katan, but the Mishnah Bura says we don't pass him like this mug in Avram. Rav Moshe says, Moshe Feinstein in Zigros Moshe says, if you really are ever in a bind, how does he define the bind? If as a result of not counting this nine, this tenth per- person, this cotton as the tenth to be mashlim in the minyan, the minyan's going to disband. And then no one's going to daven b'tzibor. But Moshe says, in that case, you can rely on a, a, a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, assuming he's holding a Sefer Torah on the bima. That's what Moshe says in his tshuva. So you, not Right, not a chomish. He says a Torah. Again, his shasat chak is... Over nine, though, right? Yeah, he has to be presumably a das, and you're correct. Right, right. So, so you... Isn't it? I thought it's 12 years old because he's called in the 13th year. Yes, yes. So you're, you're talking about he has to have das. I think for this it's even higher than that. That's otherwise... The question is what age of chinuch is six or nine. Boys and girls are different. But for this, most likely, I, I'm not, I don't know offhand, but most likely he's talking about someone who's on the precipice of becoming a kata, not someone who's uh, even nine. A, a gadol, sorry. But it's interesting, halacha, that whether you can count the kata, Rabbeinu Tam says you can, but he, he's knowing not to follow that halacha, but the, the Ravon says, based on the fact that all the Achei Yosef were older than ten, uh, older than uh, Bar Mitzvah, then uh, there's no marker here to say that less than ten can go ahead and um, and you can count. Um, okay, Viter. So we say now Uminayin Shafilu, the last narrow line. Uminayin Shafilu Echad She Yosheva Osek Torah. How do we know that even one person who's learning by himself? that the Shechina rests with him, any place that I allow, says the Kodesh Baruch Hu, my name to be mentioned, I will come personally and bench you. When we get to that, we'll have to uh, unpack this Pasuk as well. So now that you told me that a Kodesh Baruch Hu Shora, with the one person who's learning um learning by himself, Trimi boy, 
Why do you have to tell me that we just said two? You told me that two people learn with them. You just told me one. So if you have two people learning, why do you have to tell me one? Oh, sorry, if you told me one, why do you have to tell me two? Gemara says, No, no, no. The difference is, two has a higher mila than it. What's the, what's the greater mila? HaKadosh Baruch Hu records, if you, that end of that Pasuk said, as Nidbru Yir Hashem, it says, Vayichto B'Sefer Zikaron. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to write down the Sefer Zikaron. It's going to be, we're, we're all familiar with that with, uh, from, from Megillah, right? With, uh, with, with Big Son and Seresh. That, that the sort of, that kings keep um, diaries, so they can rem- remember things years later. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to write it down when it comes to two people. Not only is Hashem there, but He also records it in a Sefer Zikronos. But as opposed to when you're learning with one person. Now, we know, by the way, that it says in Perkei we say that all your Maisim, Tovim and Raim, are written down. So even if you're one person, it's written down. So what does it mean that it's written down? So either it's going to be written down for public use, most likely that when two people are learning, they're coming up with a better shot than when one person is learning. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kibiyach, is going to write it down for others to see. When you're learning by yourself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to record that you were learning, but in his own private sefer, Kibiyach. But when, when you're learning with the Chavrusa, it's going to go into a more public, uh, more public uh, publication. The Me'iri says something amazing. He says, you know what it means? Sefer Zikharon, not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, the person's memory. When you learn with another Chavrus and you have Melchem to the Torah, you're going back and forth, Shtak, Levitaria, Pulpo, you're killing each other to get an understanding in Exos or Tosvos, it's going to leave a much longer memory in your mind. If you're just reading something, and I'm not knocking it, if you're just reading something on your own, you read it, but you're not talking it out. You're not formulating, right? We say that, we said the Gemara Shabbos stuff, Laman Aleph, one of the six kashas we're going to be asked. When you get to Almev Yes, when we get to Shemayim, Pilpalta Batara, when you Mifalpa, were you working? Were you Kavati Ita Batara, but were you Hevanta Dover Mitoch Dover? Were you really trying to get to the depth, the roots of the issues? That's much more likely to happen. We fight all the time when we learn, right? And we still, talk, we still love each other, right? Yeah, that's why. Okay. It's not even though it's why we love each so, other. So, so, because when you talk things out, you, you learn much more. It, it lasts much more. That's the Sefer Zechronos. It's more effective. More effective long term. Right? When you talk things out, you're more likely. That's the safest car. It's not a Kosh Baruch Hu's safest car. It's our own memory. Then if, then if that's the case, then why do you need to mention three? Because now you mm. achieve all the effects. Good. I don't know if you looked ahead, but that's in the Gura's next question. Beautiful. One guy doesn't pay attention. <clears throat> so, you're talking about... I'm saying, I mean, you gave all the correct, uh, I mean, very effective reasons why two... Okay, so that was specifically one. by Dayanim. That wasn't by Chavrusa. That was three judges. So that's what Gemara says now. <clears throat> Gemara says... Now that you just told me that when there are two people learning together, why do you, do you really need to tell me three? This is your question, Ayaf. You just told me that Hashem comes down from Shemayim Kivyachal to, to, to sit with the two, two people learning. Why do you need to tell me with three? No. I would have thought if you're just telling me by the three Dayanim, they're stam, they're stam doing a din Torah. That's not necessarily that they're doing such a mitzvah. It's not the same level of learning. When you have ten, you have a Davish Dusha. You have a minion. Hashem's there. When you have one learning Torah, you have two Chavrus in a higher level. Three Dayanim, stam Dayanim. Who necessarily knew? Maybe you're just saying they're, they're enacting Dark Shalom. They're causing peace and preventing anarchy and they're, and they're causing Shalom to be between Reuven and Shimon. 
They're not learning Torah. How do you know the Shekhinah's with them? So no, that's the Chiddush in that case. It's not three learning. It's three learning, you would, you, you would have a good question. Just because the... The Dayanim, they're, they're not saying learning. We're going to see later on, actually in a few lines, that learning, that the three Dayanim is considered involved in Torah, and therefore there's a halacha that you shouldn't even talk. If you go to court, you shouldn't talk because you're being Osek B'Torah. We're going to see that later. And the question is whether you, if you have to go to court first thing in the morning, since it's considered Torah, not from this line, later on, whether you have to say Berchas Torah before going to court. We'll get to that later. All right. Good luck. Now, the Dina Nami Hainu, oh, that's right, the next few words, sorry. The Dina Nami Hainu Torah, not a few lines, next words. That the Din, that's sitting and adjudicating in Bezdin, is also considered Torah. Okay, so therefore, that's why the, they had to tell us <coughs> um, that you need three, because you would have thought it's, it's uh, just Dark Shalom. No, the Gemara says, Kamashman, the Chiddush is, to answer your question, Ayal, that three Dayan were sitting, we give them the status of learning Torah. I wouldn't have known that had we not said that the Shekhinah comes to rest with three Dayanim. So now that I know that even three people warrant Sakadosh Baruch to come down and be sure with them, Asari, boy, do I need to tell me ten? We're working in reverse order now. So if one is good, why do I need two? If two is good, why do I need three? If three Hashem comes down, why do you have to tell me ten? Asara Kadma Shechina V'asiyat Talasa Ad Diyasvei No, when it comes to a minion, HaKadosh Baruch is already waiting there, Kibiyachal, Kibiyachal, waiting for the ten. His, it's such a Dover Shabbat Dusha that HaKadosh Baruch eagerly anticip, anticipates it. He's waiting. Yoshev Mitzapa, as opposed to, when it comes to three Dayanim, it's only when they're already there does HaKadosh Baruch come. Okay, so a few things about, before we get to the next Gemara. Says Avor Lech Vechol Makom Shaskir Eshmi, my name. This week's parsha Shmos. So there's a lot of. It'd be remiss not to say something. Just a very interesting fact about Shmos. But we'll get to this. It's funny that Shmos, besides mentioning the first seventy people that came down, Shmos is all about names. But yet, it's so many names that are not mentioned. Right? By Yaakov Melachadash, we don't we don't know his name. Bas Paro, we say that Ishmi Beis Levi. There's a lot of anonymity here, right? But he, right, Amram, he calls it Ishmi Beis Levi. It doesn't give us the name of Miriam Mechev, it says Shifra and Pua. It doesn't give us the regular names, and yet it's called Shmos. It's interesting. It could be that Moshe is the protagonist, and therefore everyone pales in comparison to Moshe. Until we get to Moshe, it's not really important the names. It's just an interesting fact. The, before we get to the, the uh, halacha that I want to discuss about the Shema Meforash, Chazal tell us, the Medrash says on Sefer Koheles, everyone is given three names in this world. The three names, one that your parents give at the time of birth. The second, says the Medrash, that your friends give you, kinuyim, nicknames, and the third one is the one that we develop for ourselves based on our reputation. That arguably is the most important. The, the, what people think about you. There's a chazal that says that if you go up to Shemaim and you don't know your name, you get beaten by malachim. And the Gemara, does, and, and the chazal go on to say that it's if you don't know, what does it mean you don't know your name? Who doesn't know your name? So you don't know your essence. You don't know what you're all about. And they go on to say that if your essence is someone who's amistic, then you should use that impact in your business to do everything with Yashos, not to cheat on your taxes. If, you're, if your nature is one of to be a, a you like blood and you're fi- very physical and violent, be a shochet, be a surgeon, be a mole. The Gemara discusses all this. This is, by the way, the makor of the shla who says at the end of Shimon Esrei, insert a pasuk, that has the beginning of your name, the first letter, I say, Akshiv, Lekorvinasi, Malkiv, Laki, Lechas, Palal, Heilam, and Hillel. That's the Pesach I say at the end, before you hear the before us Shalom. So that's the, the minute of the Shnei Lechas, the Shlot, who says, put that Pesach in, because that, that identifies you in response to that Gemara. In any event. 
Uh, the Gemara discussed that in uh, it's Sanhedrin or Vodazara. I don't remember where the Daf uh, Ein. I have to check. I don't remember offhand. So, um, so now this we, we know by the way it says Shem Hashem. So what exactly is is the Shem Hashem? So the first time when Hakadosh Baruch Hu introduces himself to to Moshe, listen to what it says here in the beginning of Parshas Vaera. It says, You'll see why in a second. I say, Yudke Vavke. Vayera, that's the Yud Hey slash Vav Hey slash. Vayera El Avram, El Yitzhak Yaakov, Bekel Shakai, Ushmi, Yud, then Hey, then Vav, then Hey again. Lono Dakhlan. They never knew me as that name. Now we give that name the status of, we call it the Shem HaMaforash. That is the Shem HaMaforash. We never say that name today. Rashi and Tosfos and Sota said the only time that name was actually mentioned was in the Beis HaMikdash during Duchning, during the Siyas Kapayim. So much so... Isn't this the name that Yashka was supposedly stole? And wrote it down? Not sure. Mesota use it by Mesota too, right? Mesota use that also. Yeah, we're not saying to say it, we write it. We write it, we write it, we don't say it, right. By the Meimah Arim. So anyway, so as so much so that based on the Rashi and Sota the Lam and Ches, Rashi and Tos was there, that the Mechilta actually makes a lav that one cannot go ahead and say the Shema Meforach outside of the Beis Hamikdash. Now it's interesting. The it's so holy this name that even the Chai Adam says you can't even say Yud then Hey then but you have to say Yud K Vav K. We don't even say the four letters together, which is interesting. Okay. So now, by the way, we know in the Shem Yichud. You know, sometimes we say the shame yuchud before it says b'shem, hey, then vav, then. So the Rav Sajagon said that you should go ahead and change that. Don't even say b'shem, the four letters. Change it how you read it. It's such a holy name. By the way, just parenthetically, the Nod Behuda was very, very against. We're familiar. The Nod Behuda hated the shame yuchud. So that's the whole reason why we make a bracha. The bracha is to give you the context of the mitzvah. The shame yuchud, hin mezuchim, kai mitzvah saseh. That's the bracha. The bracha is to give you the context. So the Nod Behuda was against saying these extra things. But anyway, that, 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 uh, l'shem yichud. But in any event, the Rav Sadiqon says, make sure to go ahead and change it. So now, the Mishnah um, in Sanhedrin, in Perkachelech, in Tavtsadi, lists those people who, we say, Koisol Yeshlam Chelek, we discussed this a few weeks ago, where we said, Yeshlam Chelek is not as strong as any Ben Olam Haba or Mezumen Olam Haba. Everyone has a Chelek in Olam Haba, we say, Koisol Yeshlam Chelek. But you're going to have to go through trials and tribulations to get there. We said that if anyone who says, right, shmo, uh, um, anyone who says uh, ashray three times a day with Kavana is Mizuman or Zabelan, that's a higher level. He's not going to have to go. Tosos there said that you don't have to go through all those trials and tribulations to get to Olam Ha'emes. You'll go straight there. But we say that there are people who lose their share in Olam Haba. What does the Mishnah in Perk Achelek in Sanhedrin say? Who loses your share in Olam Haba? It says, Anyone who, vow, who enunciates Shem Hashem with the letters, the correct spelling, and the correct vowels, loses your share. That's how, that's how um, Kadosh, we, we go ahead and we attribute to this name of the Shem Farash. Now, um, it, we never go ahead and say that, by the way. So if we come across the Shem Farash in Davening or in Kriya Satora, we use the words Ado and then we say Nai, right? So we never say Hashem, Hashem. The Gros says, anytime you have the two together, you say Ado, then you say Nai, and then we say Elohim. If you ever have the two names together, the second one, that's based on the Gros. The Vilna Gon says, and if you, if you read in the Torah, you'll say, if it says Hashem, 
someone says Hashem Hashem Kel Rachel Mechanan. But normally we say it says Hashem Elokim. We always change it, but we never ever ever go ahead and say the shame Hamafarish. Okay, let's do a little bit more Gemara. You have some time? Two minutes? Okay. Right there. So we are up now. The Gemara continues and says, How do we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu puts on Tefillin? It says, Nishba Hashem B'min Hashem swears with his right hand, Uvizroa, and in his arm, Uzo is his strength. B'amino Zutara, in his right hand, when it says, He's, this is referring to Torah's right hand, strength. strength In his right hand is the fiery Torah that he gives. And in his other hand, Uzo, when it says Uzo, Uzo, the end of the Pasuk says that in his hand is a strength. This is the Tefillin. I. How do you know that that? Uzo, Uzo, that his hand in his arm is strength, refers to Tefillin. That a Hu gives it, and we know from that Pasuk that's referring to Tefillin. Uminaisha Tfilinos, how do we know that Tfilin is O's? Hey, these um these We know that how do we know that Tfilin represents Binaisra's strength? Because it says when all the nations look upon you and they will see the name of Hashem on you, they will be fearful of you. And what are they gonna see, says Rashi? They're not gonna see Tosfas. What are they gonna see? They're not gonna see the Tfilin Shalyad that's covered. They're gonna see the Tfilin Shalrosh. Rashi says the reason why Tefillin Shorosh is more important is because it has the Shin and the Dalad. It has the Shin on the four compartments and has the Dalad and the Ritzuos. The, the Shalyad only has the Yud in it. Tosa says, no, no, the Ritzuos are not part of the Tefillin itself. We don't give credit to that. So it's Shin versus Yud. So Tosa says, as I just said, because the, that's much more visible, that's on the forehead. And when it says that they're going to see the mark of Hashem on you, they're going to be afraid. That's referring to Tefillin Shorosh, which is obviously much more evident, it's open, as opposed to the, as opposed to the Tefillin Shayad. Okay, okay, so Vitanya Rebelezer, Omer Elo Tefillin Shabarosh, that which we see on the head is the Tefillin Shabarosh. We're going to pick up tomorrow, we're going to discuss something amazing by, it says by the Berdichever regarding Tefillin, we mentioned, I think when we first started, also we're going to discuss tomorrow the difference between Rebbein Tom and Rashi Tefillin, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to go ahead and do it, we'll pick up tomorrow, have an amazing day.